Welcome to the Deep Rooted Podcast. We're Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson, and we're excited to be joining with you wherever you're listening or, I don't know, watching, Driving, wherever, maybe whatever you're, working you're doing. Out, and I'm excited to be seated next to Cool Mom. So if you're watching, <laughs> this is Cool Moms. You yeah, want a Cool Mom should love it. So can't wait uh, about this topic today. It's going to be great. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this topic, uh, should I allow my kids to date? Uh, really comes from listeners who have yeah. asked for mm-hmm. us to do a podcast about this. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited about doing this podcast. It's not like weeping and gnashing of teeth yeah. to uh, to do it. But uh, this is probably one of the top questions that parents are asking us right now. Oh, a lot of, um, a lot of parents. Yeah. And so we've had some people ask us in person. Um, some people reach out via different media mm-hmm. streams. Um, wanting to know, should I should I allow my kids to date? Like, what are you what are you guys doing? Um, what's your stance on it? What do you think? So here you go. You ready? Yep. Um, so to answer this question, um, really any question in parenting, though, mm-hmm. too, we come from the framework of we're looking at the end result that we are parenting for. Yes. So there's a goal. Um, I've taught parenting workshops. Um, in uh, several different areas of the country. And in those parenting workshops, that is my first thing that we Mm -hmm. talk about is what is your goal? Because if you don't have a goal, um, you you sort of do have a goal and that's just craziness. Uh, But if you have a goal for your kids, then every decision... is going to align with that goal. That goal allows you to say... Okay, in this instance, do I want to do this or do I not? And so the goal is the most important thing. So it's it's not really like, should I date, should I not? Really, that's not even the most important question. The most important question. We are going to answer that question. And though. we are, but what is your goal? And this is a huge thing you have to wrestle to the ground. What is your goal? In parenting. Yes. And, and so we're going to share our goal in parenting. Mm-hmm. And um, our goal is, I think, a little bit multifaceted. Yeah. And we have talked about this for a long time. Um, and actually, I think it'd be good, even here as we're like talking, it'd be good to like formulate this and maybe we'll share these in a like a standalone podcast or yeah. something if there's people that are interested. Um, but the overarching goal, the framework of what we try to make every decision in parenting by is the fact that we want our kids to love and serve Jesus with their whole heart, their whole life, every part that they would love God with their heart, soul, mind and strength, like every part of them. And so any yes. <laughs> decision we make as parents and and in what we encourage our kids to do or what we say no to, what we say yes to, mm-hmm. that is the end goal. So will this, what we are choosing to do, help our kids in the end follow Jesus? Because scripture talks about throughout Genesis to Revelation, everything we do, who we are, um, is is centered on who we're attached to, and that's Jesus Christ. So if Jesus is the center, whether it's this topic, whether it's marriage down yep. the road, whether whatever it is, if we're, we're centered on Christ, that's going to bring health to every other area of our life. Yes. So that's the very, I, I know it sounds to some, it may sound like a Sunday school answer, but it's a pivotal thing. It's not a Sunday school It's not a Sunday school answer. Like, it's, it is not a Sunday school answer. Everything comes from that. Everything. So like I can think about our kids play sports. This is where we easily make the decision Mm -hmm. and I'm easily sometimes takes discussion and, and wrestling with, will we do this or not? Is this going to help 
our children become more like Christ? Is this going to help them when they're 25 to be serving Jesus? And so we think about this with dating, that what we are about to go over, our end goal in mind is that they would serve Jesus. Mm -hmm. Secondary to that, uh, you know, and very, very important um, as well, is that they would marry somebody who is passionately in love with Jesus as well. Like not just goes to church. Yes. <laughs> but they are all in. Yeah, like I know that um that I have gr- I mean I just know, I see it in my kids. They have mm-hmm. great plans on their life. Like they're going to serve Jesus. I have no idea. I mean, it could be anywhere in the yeah. world. I'm not I'm not tying them to living next door to me, although I mean that'd be fine, but uh it'd be fun. Yeah. Um you know, it's not that I want them, but to just go away, but I just, I want to hold them loosely like Mm -hmm. this to whatever God wants them. But I know that who they serve as their master and who they partner with for their life is so like, it makes every bit of difference. And, um, and and some other goals that we have that, that really play into this too, is that we want to be a family that enjoys being together. Yeah. Like when we live in our home and And when when our kids don't live in our home, uh, we want to create an environment where we are enjoy being with each other. Yes. And we actually have fun when we don't have to be with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have fun in our own home now together. Yes. We enjoy, we do a lot of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to keep doing, doing yes. that. And so how does that deal with dating? Oh, everything. Oh, my. everything. So that is the framework. Um, that we we parent in mind. Also, this, that yeah. we have we have a desire to have our children live uh, mentally, uh, physically, sexually pure lives mm-hmm. before the Lord, and um, not just until they get married, but even through marriage. After we marriage, yep. uh, want them. That's that's a goal, not because we're trying to limit them, but because God's Word talks about this prolifically, like yes. a lot. Yes, and, and we want our kids to to enter marriage with no regrets. Yes. <sighs> to, to you know, um, just to enter marriage and not have to sort through the baggage that comes. And I believe that's possible. I know we it's possible. Absolutely believe. We look at Scripture and we really believe it's possible. And we believe that it's possible that our kids mm-hmm. don't have to have all this baggage. Yes. And um, and I think this really comes and this informs every mm-hmm. decision that we make as far as what we what we encourage our kids to do, what we say no to. Um, I think this does stem a lot from our our history as mm-hmm. a married couple. Um, and if you have listened to the Deep Rooted podcast, if you've maybe I don't know know us you know if, if you've attended anything that we've we've spoken at or heard our story this will not be a surprise to you but Jeff and I that is our framework that we came into marriage with we came into marriage sexually pure mm-hmm. um like I had never dated anyone you had dated a a, a girl or two and did you want to go into that no. <laughs> I don't know you can do it I'm teasing no it's your story <laughs> no. uh no I'm teasing but in that very yeah. a, a large commitment to sexual purity absolutely and 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 i'm telling you that has like we have a great marriage and i'm just and it's fun i love being married i love being married <laughs> well i'm glad to hear that thank you for sharing this <laughs> but that informs a lot of of wh- why we desire this for our kids yes 
We desire for our kids to to have such freedom, mm-hmm. and 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 part of that is helping them along the way. We cannot make choices for our kids. Oh, absolutely not. We cannot make them obey. We cannot yep. make them submit. These are all heart issues. We can't make that, but we can make our home a, a conducive environment for them to know and love Jesus mm-hmm. and a conducive environment where they can know what we desire for them. And you know, ultimately, the choice is up to them to obey. And, and, I mean, we look and at, not just yeah. obey, but to want to this. want to well, look at scripture. Jesus doesn't make us. He holds out the invitation for us to obey and yes. submit and all that. But, you know, he doesn't make us. And I think that's a really good yeah. point, maybe even a controversial point, that we don't. We can't make our kids do that. That's not even the goal. Our goal is to really... I don't really actually want to make them. No, our goal is to really create yeah. such an environment where they want they want to obey Christ. And I don't yes. Know that. Obey, submit to their parents, honor their parents, all that stuff. Okay, so... so. It, if you're watching this mm-hmm. in an off time, like in a couple of months from now or whatever, yeah. I'm just giving you context, the the World Cup is going on for women's soccer. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge soccer fan, so I've watched a lot of the games. And one of the commentators, she's a retired player from Germany, she was getting on there and she was talking about some of the woes of one of the teams <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and talking about the coach. And, and she said, this coach doesn't understand how to coach. Hmm. And, and she said, you have to explain the why. And if, if players understand the why of what this ha- is happening, why, why he's making these decisions, then they'll be good with it. But if there's no understanding of the why, then they just lose all motivation. And yes. that's the principle that we come at with. We have probably maybe over explained at times, but explain the why to our kids on yep. why we have this stance. This isn't just, here's our stance and obey. Submit, kids. When I say jump, you say how high. Don't don't ask any questions. I mean, that's bad parenting. Absolutely. Okay, that is bad parenting. I'm going to just go on record. That's bad parenting. You don't Mm -hmm. say, when I say jump, you say how high. No. No. We should explain the why. Jesus explains the why to us. Oh, all the time. All Uh, throughout Scripture. So, can I just point out something? So, we grew up. Uh, you know, teenagers, mid nineties, late nineties, and the big thing was don't date. You you court, okay? You you court, don't date. All this stuff. I kiss dating goodbye. All that, you know. And I honestly think that's too simplistic. Those are it's it's just rules based, right? right? It's rules based. So dating and I, I court, I don't date. You know what's the difference? I honestly think that's way too simplistic, and it kind of goes on to your point. We have to explain why. It's not about making more rules. Yeah. It's not about, you know, making man-made this rules complex or yeah. man-made rules. It's about really understanding what's the whole point of this. So, so yeah. Okay, so what's our stance? What? We, yeah. I know we took a long time to get here, but I think it's important to Very. understand why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like telling you why. Uh, why we, we are here. So, um, what our stance is, is that there is no profit. There's mm-hmm. nothing to be gained in entering a dating relationship before you are at the age in which you are nearing the age of getting married, okay? And so really, that is a framework that we live in. That it's a yes. framework that we, 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 we talk about. So now, here's just some background. I got yep. married when I was 23. 
you were 24 and 364 days. Next like, day, the I next was turning day you 25. turned 25. Yeah. So basically, you were 25. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're we're not trying to put an age limit. You know, if you actually study the statistics of marriage, people are like, we got married really young in comparison to what the average age is now. Yeah. Oh, it's it's much higher. So, you know, know, so here's we're not putting like, oh, an age or whatever. Um, But it is here's here's something that we've put up. So with you are within three to five years of marriage age. So for us, that's like 25. We're just using that as a basic thing. So before the age of 20, in your teenage years, there is, in our opinion, when we are looking at the end goal, (laughs) the end goal of serving Christ, the end goal of being sexually pure, the end goal of all of these things, um, avoiding a ton of heartache, avoiding Mm -hmm. um, all the drama that can come with that. There's really no no point in dating in your in your teenage years. Well, in in scripture is very clear. You know, Song of Solomon. Everybody knows the verse: "Don't awaken love before it's time." Okay, the Bible doesn't say this is when it's time, but this general principle is the fact that we were created um, to be. We are sexual beings. That's a good thing. I don't think we should ever teach our kids that sex is bad or the physical is bad or dating is horrible. There's just a proper time to do that. I think there's a proper time to do that. And I think the three to five years um, before you're considering marriage, I think that's just a good, it's a generally good thing because it's like, otherwise, why? So if I'm in seventh grade, you're like 11 years grade, old, you're 12 years old. Nowhere. Why? Yeah. Nowhere near to even thinking, you know, uh, I'm going to be married in ninth grade. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I think it's just a general good rule. Um, I don't even say sorry rule. I should say guideline. Sorry, yeah. just a guideline. Um, because you know we don't want to. I mean, we don't. We don't want to awaken love before we're ready to be married. And I don't want to just to to think. Well, it's are you just talking about the physical? No, I'm Absolutely talking about not. we are emotional beings. That's yes. how God wired us. Yes. And when you partner off with somebody, mm-hmm. you're creating emotional connections there. That's normal. That's healthy. That's good. That's yes. not healthy for a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old does not need to have all of these emotional connections with all these different, um, I'm thinking of a girl, a 12-year-old girl with all mm-hmm. these different boys. Um, there's there's nothing profitable in breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together. We're just practicing for divorce. And I yeah. know that some people are sitting there going, you are being so extreme, lady. Yeah. No, I believe that, that I'm believing for my kids that they don't have to go on this cycle. Because guess what? We're not on a crazy cycle. I don't want them to think that that is how marriage is. Marriage yeah. is not meant to be a crazy cycle of I'm mad at you. I'm sleeping on the couch or whatever. No. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. No. That is not Preach the it. pattern. Preach it. That's not the pattern of healthy marriage. And I think one thing we forget is that we are allowing our kids to walk in freedom and we're taking a whole lot of pressure away when we talk about this and when we say, hey, there's no use to it and point to it because there is a whole lot of drama that's attached to this <laughs> stuff that we otherwise could just not even deal with. Right. You know, so I, I think it just kind of takes a lot of pressure off the child, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about this yeah. since they were born. Literally, oh. like, this is not something we decided to pop 
on our kids when they turned teenagers. We yeah. did not sit down with them they, when they were uh, starting middle school and say, hey, guess what? Uh, we've decided you're not dating until you know you're you're in your twenties. We talk about this. No, yeah. This has been a constant of why this is what our desire is for them. We have talked about this from the beginning. Our desire is that you would yes. you would not use this time to get on this. Um, I just believe that we don't have to be on the boy crazy or the yeah. girl crazy train. Mm-hmm. I believe that we can we can use this time in our lives to understand and become whole individuals. Oh, yes. That is a principle that we teach when we're mm-hmm. teaching on marriage is that marriage is not de- designed for little boys and little girls. There to be it's, for it's it's designed for a whole woman and yeah. a whole man to come together and be married and it's it, that's how you have a functional, healthy marriage. And so we're training kids in doing that. And so um, it's not just an age. I I don't want people to hear this podcast and go, okay, so when you get to a certain age, then boom. You're going to get some get married maybe, you know, 25. Some may get married 30 and and later. There is no set age. And I think it's important to really emphasize. Well, but I'm even saying in in when you're ready to date, um, you know, I can, mm-hmm. I can just, I know some 20 year olds who are not ready because they are immature. Yeah. Marriage and, and pursuing a relationship is not for the immature. Yes. It is for the mature. Um, our world is full of people mm-hmm. who decided to get married, who were, who were immature and, and then create this cycle. Yeah. Of having children and are mm, raising them, yes. and then this cycle repeats. All you have to do is 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 just open your eyes to what's going on. So it's not just about an age, but it, it is also about pursuing spiritual maturity. Um, oh, that is good. huge. I you know when our our <clears throat> you know we've kind of even t- talked with our kids that when they see and they begin to see somebody that they're mm-hmm. interested in in the years to come, and I, we want to be a part of that. That doesn't mean like. You have to get our permission. Okay. That is not what we are saying. That's dictatorship type stuff. But we, we want to have relationship with them where they would want to even ask us, what do you think of this person? And it's, they need to have spiritual maturity and our own kids need to have spiritual maturity. I I think this is huge because when we think of dating, we think of in like one dimensional, we think romance or crush and (laughs) kind of things like that. But if you're not, if, if we're not teaching and um, cultivating the sense of hey spiritual maturity yeah, um, yeah. I mean that's a that's a huge part again we're not just uh, we're teaching we're not teaching our kids how to pair up we're teaching our kids how to find uh, uh, you know in our case young men whom they're going to be married to for a lifetime and that's not only the physical the emotional that is spiritual spiritual maturity weighs into it we want our young girls to turn into young women who are going to be spiritually mature and i'm praying for young men who are going to be spiritually mature who are who are ready who are praying who are you know adding yes. value and serving in church and who are leading the way yeah i mean that's that's i'm i'm passionate about that young men who are not just wanting to to pair up or to get married but young men who are spiritual leaders right now in their youth group and in their church Yes, absolutely. Um, so spiritual maturity is is a huge marker of being ready to date. Well, and I, I think this even goes along with being a whole person. Yes. This is what we are communicating to our daughters. You don't need somebody to complete you. Oh, that's good. And you can be whole and mm-hmm. complete in Christ. Yes. Um, I love Jeff. 
I believe Jeff Thank loves me. I love you too. You know, and, and we're better together than we are on our own. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. But I am a whole person apart from Jeff. I don't need Jeff to complete me. Yeah. That's a that's a, that's a we don't need each that's other. That's a Hollywood concept. Operate. That's yeah. not a biblical concept. The biblical concept is that I need Christ to make me whole. Oh man. And yes, when two come together, oh, they can put 10,000 to flight. You know, I mean, of course, yeah. there's scriptural context for that. But I don't need you need you that's, to complete That's me. called codependence. Yes. And I think I really think this is usual. We're teaching our kids codependency if we're we're talking about encouraging dating before before it's time. We're yeah. teaching we, you can't be a full whole person before. Um I think it's you need to you need to know yeah. who you are in Christ. Your identity has to yes. be solid in Christ. Um and so how do we deal with this? I guess you know I, maybe before we move that, one other marker that yeah, I want to talk about. I wanted about. to hit that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, they're they're learning a marker that somebody's ready uh, to to date. Learning how to become a financially wise person. Yes. Okay. You know. Um, okay. Financial stewardship. You know. We talk about. So so individuals need to understand. Young men and women need to understand how they can themselves steward money appropriately. Yes. Um. You know, we in our, our story. You know, we came into marriage, and um, we didn't have all of this debt that now we had to unpack and fight over. That caused yes. angst in marriage, and so my, now we didn't have zero debt. Right, we didn't so have zero debt. So we're not saying like everybody has to have zero debt. Correct. There was uh, some debt, and but we made a concerted effort. Mm-hmm. Even though, if you looked at our paychecks when we first got married, you might go, <laughs> "How'd you do that?" And I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know all of the ways that it worked out. Somehow it did. Right. We made a concerted effort. I mean, I do know. Like, you know, we went for even a season when we first got married. Mm-hmm. We went down and we sold a vehicle and we went with one car for like, I don't know, yeah, a year or two. I can't remember. And we just said, we're going to use all of mm-hmm. that and the money that we would have for a car and pay off this debt. We want to be debt free. Yes. That was important to us. And and so we, we were very... Notice how I didn't say have all your financial goals met before you get married. I think, you know, sometimes there's this yes, thought. Yes, like, I think that's important. Uh, well, I'm not set. Well, you're never going to feel ready necessarily. When, But we should be learning by that point how to be wise financially, just generally, just wise. Yes. So we're not bringing in baggage that we otherwise wouldn't have to bring in. Yes. So, so yeah. those are some markers. Now, how do we yep. deal with this practically? Yes. Um, you know, we have children in elementary school, middle mm-hmm. school, and about ready to enter into high school. And so how do we deal with this in practical ways in, in mm-hmm. this in this in these settings? Um, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think it's important. We did not spring this on them when they're when they're like in high school. Yeah. You know, this has been something we have talked about literally since they were little. Um, when kids would come up to our kids and at, at elementary school and they'd yeah. say, so-and-so has a crush on me. What, what do I do? I just, I, I, I use that as a time to talk about it. I say, yeah. you know, we don't do crushes. Yeah. That's just what we don't do. We don't pair off. We're at school to have, make friends. I want you yes. to have friends that are boys, friends that are girls. Um, be friendly, but we don't do crushes. Yeah. We don't enter that. And our kids literally have told their their friends at school and the teachers have called and said, thank yeah. you, um, that they're like, we don't do crushes. And it's not a legalistic thing. No, it's just it's something just, that yeah. really, you know, uh, 
alleviates a whole lot of unnecessary stuff. Okay, yeah. so now let's go to middle school. Okay. Middle school dating, all it is, is spelled in five letters. Here we go. D-R-A-M-A. Drama. Yeah. That's all it is. Yes. And um, I have just committed that I don't want my daughters involved in the boy crazy train, mm-hmm. in the drama. Um, nobody really goes anywhere. They're just going out. Okay. <laughs> Which really just means we create drama at yes. school. And frankly, I just... I'm just not a fan of drama. Not a fan of drama mm-hmm. in adult life, and I'm not a fan of drama in middle school life. I think it yeah. just creates a whole lot of problems. And so we've just said it's just no big deal. Our kids are thankful yes. that we have made this as part of it because they can just say things like, yeah, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. And it it really, um, I think just, I'm, I encourage, I have, I mean, we have friends that I like talking to other men. It's not like, I mean, I know that sounds weird. It's really teasing. <laughs> well, like, I'm like we're not weird like that. Yeah. Like, you can talk to right. a female. Like, right. you know, now you don't go out to lunch with other people. No, I don't but, go out to lunch. But, but the ability to talk to people of the opposite gender is a skill that everybody needs to learn. Yeah. yeah. In fact, if you can't, like, something's wrong. That, that's a sign that you're not emotionally, yes, um, really healthy. Yeah. Um, so I want my kids to learn to talk to the other gender without it being some kind of like, I like you type thing. Guess what? There's, I deal with, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I'm i a pastor. So many of the people that I talk to are not women. And mm-hmm. we could do a whole other podcast on yeah. women pastors. And, and we may. And we may. But, you know, and so... What if I couldn't talk to men? Yeah. I mean, that would, you know, these are skills that we're, you know, and we need to learn. we're forgetting that in these junior high, high school times, we're teaching our kids how to have those relational connections and not tie kind of any kind of like weird romance or drama yes. to it. They're just... Be a friend. Yeah. Be a friend. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely. okay to be a friend. Yes. Um, uh, how do we also encourage this? We encourage group situations. So, um, you know, I think about dances or um, I don't know, things like sporting events at school or basketball games or things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. We just encourage group situations. Go with a bunch of friends. There's no need to pair off. You can go and have a ton of fun. I mean, we did this even before we were dating. We had a lot of kind of a group of friends. And then we paired off. But it's okay because we were (laughs) I was 22. I was within the range of... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I think this next one is 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 huge too. And we refuse to put undue weight on on events such as you said dances, and like a prom. Oh yeah, this is big. I, I just want to say this: prom is not a wedding, and I think we communicate a bad message to our children when we're spending a lot of money prom dresses and things around the prom and when we treat the prom as if it's the the biggest event it's the pinnacle the prom is not the in fact if the prom is the pinnacle there's a problem (laughs) didn't mean to do it like that but (laughs) there's literally is there's a problem that's if anything like that is the pinnacle of your high school or whatever you know, we're, we're well, this goes back thinking. to what is our framework? Yeah. We are we are parenting. We are yes. guiding. I mean, I know there comes a day when your kids, they they become, you know, adults mm-hmm. and you don't parent the same way at all. You, you know, you mm-hmm. you're more like a, 
a friend, a cheerleader, things like that. Uh, we're not there yet. Yeah. We are yeah. in the throes of training and we're in the throes of uh, disciplining and coaching yeah. and leading. That's where we are. We're, we're not there yet. And what, what we're doing is we're saying, hey, this is not what we're parenting for. Yes. We're not parenting to spend thousands of dollars on a prom night. No. We're parenting. I mean, hey, I'll drop down thousands of dollars on a wedding that honors yes. God. Absolutely. Oh, man. I want that to be a celebration. Yes. Uh, That's something that, you know, we look for. We talk about that with our kids now. We can't wait. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our kids even talk about where they're going to go on their honeymoon. And, you know, I want them dreaming about that. That's important. They don't need to be dreaming about about these kind of things. These are just events. They're not all what we're parenting for. Oh, absolutely. This is good. Um, and so, you know, that's that's kind of our, you know, should I allow my kids to date and all this stuff? It's not as simple as yes or no, <laughs> um, you know, depending on the age they're in. And so hope you hear a heart. A heart is that we're preparing our kids to honor Christ. Well, and um, I just, I you know, really think that the overarching thing is we have goals for our yes. kids that we are talking with our kids. Yes. We're not saying, hey, here's our goal for this you. Is, you are not. We're, you know, we yeah. want to see what the gifts that God's given them. Yes. Talk about it. The things they want to do. You know, one of our kids is um, dreaming of playing soccer in college. And so we're dreaming with her. Yeah. You know, we're dreaming about, you know, even now we're talking about how can we go visit some of the schools and watch some of the games so you can see the level of play that yeah. they do. You know, so we're dreaming about that. We're not telling them what they have to do. We're dreaming about the future with them. And we yeah. have some end goals though in mind, you know, and mm-hmm. and so some of the things that we desire like for our kids to go to college. We desire yeah. our kids were, are going to go to college. And so we know that that places them and not graduating till they're 22 or 23 years old. And, you know, so that even informs our decisions about dating. Yes. And so these are the things that as parents, we should be talking to our kids about. Mm-hmm. Dreaming okay, with them. Yes. Dreaming. What do you see for your future? That's an exciting you, thing. It's yeah, an like not putting thing. pressure. Like, what yeah, are you going to do? You know, like, <laughs> when are you come start on, you go to about your future. No, but like, yeah. just dreaming together. Yeah. Okay, we'll see what God has. You know oh, what I mean? It's fun. It's and fun. and and making even trips to mm-hmm. go in and check it out. Absolutely. And making sure that the top priority mm-hmm. is yeah. what informs all the other decisions. <sighs> yes, <laughs> and, and I just think that's so much freedom. I think that God has so many plans in store for our children, for your children. And so let's parent and talk about this specific idea in light of that. Um, Hey, I want to encourage you to rate, review on any kind of platform, podcast platform you're listening on. Subscribe, share Share. this podcast. Uh, This is how you get the word out and share it so that those you know um, can listen to it uh, and be encouraged by it. So hopefully this encourages you. Um, And we will see you right here next time on the next episode of the Deep Rooted Podcast.